You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show, a safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Tonight, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, and Fantasy Fish. How's it going? I'm sick. I'm sick, and my fantasy teams suck. Just overall, I'm, not a good experience. I am not sick, but my fantasy team is sick or injured, yeah. for other words. They all have the herbs. My, I have fantasy football herpes. It's, uh, Dude, get this. I'm, I have in a league Brees Hall and DK Metcalf. And in the other league, I have Brees Hall and Mike Williams. So it's, yeah, it's disappointing. It's going, it's going it's well. It's really disappointing. Um, actually, speaking of Brees Hall, I guess we'll just dive right into yeah, segue. The, the show. Yeah. Uh, biggest news, obviously, Brees Hall torn ACL. Uh, he's gonna miss the rest of the year. Which, dude, he was on man, he was on pace for like fifteen hundred rushing yards and like five hundred receiving yards. Yeah, he was doing awesome, and he was doing awesome in that game too. I was gonna say, he, although, he didn't leave points. you. He didn't leave you empty-handed though. He got you sixty-yard touchdown. So yeah. See, the, the downfall of watching red zone though is like I didn't see the actual play where he got hurt. I was just going off of like what, what, like what people were just like saying on Twitter, and I was like, "The fuck did I miss?" And then like the clip I saw, it showed him like walking off under his own power. So then I was like, "Oh, maybe it's not that bad." But then I saw a video later of him like getting dri- driven off in the cart, and I'm like, "Okay, so what video did I watch?" Or like, so I was so confused. But it just sucks. It sucks when you know these young guys get hurt. Yeah, it does. I. I watched a video of, of the injury. I didn't like rewind it and watch it a bunch of times, but I couldn't really tell what happened. I couldn't see anything from it. It wasn't one of those ones where like the knee bends sideways or you could just tell where it gets hit mm-hmm. from what I could see. But I, like I said, I only watched like the one thing and I was like, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But you know, like it just sucks. He's like a lot of, you know, Javante Williams hurt for the year, you know, Brees Hall now hurt for the year. I mean, that's just like what's funny we were talking about, like right before we started recording, I was like, I was thinking about blowing up my my team in our our main home league, but I was like, "Fuck it!" If I just have like the healthiest team at the end of the year, I still might have a chance. So it's that's always like, the case, it. too. Yeah, it really is. That's always the case. I mean, there was people that traded for Brees Hall after like week three, you know, and then here they are. It's just sometimes you're the unlucky victim of mm-hmm. having them on your team. Uh, speaking about the Jets, uh, Elijah Moore, wide, disgruntled wide receiver of the New York Jets. He actually returned to the team facility and is expected to be active week eight against the Patriots. Uh, he missed week seven because he was just being a little angry bitch. But Yeah, hopefully he noticed, too, that they won without him. So maybe keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Although, you know, they're going to need him because uh, Corey Davis, he has a knee injury. He's going to be day-to-day. And Corey Davis is made of glass, so it's possible that he could miss some extended time. But, I mean, speaking of injuries, fuck. I, 
I was saying, like, you know, I've been talking all off season and this season that the Chargers should trade for DJ Moore. I was like, shit, Chargers should trade for Elijah Moore because Mike Williams has a hurt ankle. And um, head coach Brandon Staley mentioned that it's going to be a, a week, a week's injury, not days injury. And that's uh, very upsetting because. Yeah, it's a bummer. I think it'll be at least four weeks. I mean, I mean, the only plus is they have the bye week coming up right now, so it's like okay, at least, you know, that right? You were already gonna miss that week, so yeah. He was on fire too towards the end. Like I know Keenan Allen was out. Keenan Allen's a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, Keenan Allen. He he, uh, he played like the first quarter, then he played a little bit into the second. Team was down. He made a catch into the red zone, and I was like, okay, cool. Keenan Allen's great in the red zone. And then he ended up not suiting up for the second half because, uh, you know, he's a little bitch. <laughs> Although the, he yeah. did say that a lot of it's because he wasn't feeling explosive. And so no sense in re-aggravating the injury. So I get it. Right. Like it didn't – I guess it wasn't like a pain thing. It was a – it's not quite – there yet yeah he's not like a hundred percent and it's like yeah like next thing you know goes out there and snaps his hamstring and it's like now what like that served no purpose and in the same game dk metcalf uh came out with a patellar injury turns out it's not torn so as of now uh sneaky pete is refusing to call dk metcalf out for week eight against the giants but uh we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that because yeah, I'd, I'd imagine he missed a little bit of time. Yeah, I think he does. It's just, but although some bright, some good news about injured knees, Van Jefferson is designated to return from his uh, knee injury, which is great for the Rams because they need all the help they can get. Yeah, they do. He's, you know, he's shown signs last year. We'll see what he's like. We haven't seen him yet, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that this was huge news, but Mike Boone, backup running back for the Denver Broncos, he was moved to the IR with an ankle injury, so he's going to be out for at least four weeks. Uh, Dan Campbell said Amon Ross St. Brown did not suffer a concussion in Week Seven's loss to the Cowboys, but because of the new uh, league policies and stuff like that, Amon Ra was not able to come back into the game. So I don't know. I guess just wait and see what happens because. I don't know. Uh, David Njoku, which, man, this would really bum me out because Njoku is finally coming around looking like a stud tight end. He's going to miss two to five weeks with a high ankle sprain, um, which is really disappointing. And then Daniel Bellinger, upcoming tight end, he's going to undergo eye surgery because uh, he fractured his eye socket and his septum. Because I don't know if you saw the play. It's pretty gross. I did. He, got poked, he got poked in the eye. <laughs> Looked pretty bad. Yeah, it looked like he got poked with every finger. It was like a, it wasn't like a one finger sticking out. It was like the whole hand went in the helmet. That that guy made it look like he was like when you carve a pumpkin and you stick your whole hand in the pumpkin's face. That's basically what it looked like. This man got his entire fist in Daniel Bellinger's face. Yeah, he was fisting. He was fisting Daniel <laughs> Daniel Bellinger's eye. Yeah, straight up. It it was fucking gross. It it really was gross. Um, and then changing of the guard, Sam Ellinger is going to be, he's, he's been named their starter for the remainder of the season for the Colts. So 
I, fuck, he's gonna I, get whatever. hurt, and Matt Ryan's gonna start just to That's, spite. Then they'll bring in Nick Foles. They'll be like, fuck you. Nick, Nick Foles is back." I'll tell you, I don't think, I don't think Matt Ryan was really the problem, but let's see if sometimes just that spark will turn it around. You know, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina Panthers had a big upset victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So PJ Walker has been named the starter for week eight against the Falcons. Uh, Marlon Mack has been signed to the 49ers practice squad. I'm sorry, excuse me. The Broncos have signed Marlon Mack from the 49ers practice squad. So this is more because of the Mike Boone thing. They need all the help they can get. And then uh, the last big news for the night that I got, your boyfriend has been relocated. So don't break up with James Robinson just quite yet. The New York yeah, Jets, I was ready to. The New York Jets have made the switch, and they have traded a sixth round pick, but it has the potential to become a fifth round pick for James Robinson um, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to be what Brees Hall was there, but I think he'll get immediate workload out of that. So it's good because they were not going to use him in Jacksonville anymore, which makes sense with ETN's performance, but also kind of doesn't because football wise, it's better to have a couple healthy guys rather than one. But yeah, well, ETN looked great uh, Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. So, but I mean, I think I think Robinson only played like one snap. I think, yeah, he played three snaps and got one carry or something like that. Yeah, but that's what like, I mean is they they aren't going to use him anymore, so. No, nah, because e- ETN was finally, like, emerging. Oh, there you go. He just got an interception with the Chicago defense. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, 40 but yeah, more. but ETN, like, he just, he as of now, he looks like he's the superior back. They weren't going to use him. If you can get some more um, draft compensation for that, why the fuck not? Especially because the Jaguars look like they're going to be an up-and-coming team over the next couple of years, so. I mean, I get yeah, it. and they want to. My thing is, is, they wanted to. They started to want to use ETN as a bell cow. They, you know, early in the season, they were getting fifty fifty. I mm-hmm. thought that was probably going to hold, but they're using him as a bell cow now. So, stocks up for him too. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Uh, that's all I got for news. If you got anything, no, that's all I got. Sweet. All right. Um, let's go to everybody's favorite segment of the week. So, you know, it was a rough week for injuries. Very disappointing. I lost a lot of fantasy games and it broke my heart. But we still try to find the good. We try to find that sweet old pink, that deliciousness that was week seven of the fantasy football season. So, Fish, why don't you get us started with that quarterback pink of the week? Yeah, quarterback here. I mean, this one was it's – it's a cop-out. It's the easiest one out there. But Joe Burrow, 34 34- – completions on 42 passes 481 yards three touchdowns he scrambled in for a touchdown and 20 yards also it was the best quarterback performance on the week but it was one of joe burrow's best in his career i mean it was the falcons but it's promising to see them turn around that joe burrow is the only quarterback in nfl history to have multiple games that have over 500 yards and four touchdowns and a win I mean, it's one of those random stats that they come up with. But... <laughs> it's a parlay stat, but yeah. But it's still like, hey, good for him, you know. So uh, my quarterback pink of the week. It's it's gross, but he got it done. Daniel Jones, 19-30 for 202 and a touchdown. But the reason why I'm highlighting him is because 11 carries for 107 yards and another touchdown. So, I mean, you know, people, because Daniel Jones is a big fucking awkward, goofy white guy. 
people forget he's super athletic. And if you get a quarterback that's going to run 11 times a game, I like that. So, and they have a pretty good matchup coming. You know, spoiler alert, he's a uh, uh, one of our waiver uh, fill-in guys, especially because week eight, there's only two bye weeks. It's going to be the Chiefs and the Chargers, so you're losing out on Mahomes and Herbert. But if you need a quarterback, Daniel Jones got a good matchup against the Seahawks. So, yeah, and he's got a string after that too, where it's a bye. He has bye week, so if you want to hold on to him, that would that would be one question. But then he plays Houston and Detroit after that, and then you could probably. I don't know. I don't know if I would hold on to Daniel Jones through the bye. <laughs> I don't I, actually, maybe, maybe it depends. If he has a great game against Seattle, but you there's a chance you could drop him in week nine and then pick him up again in week ten. People aren't going to be rushing out to go get Daniel Jones. No, they're definitely not. So. All right, uh, give us a running back that you loved. Yeah, this guy's another another easy one, but I put him in here because I don't think we've highlighted him too much and talked about him too much on the show. But and I mean, I know we hit it a couple times, but Josh Jacobs, twenty carries, know, 143 man. yards, three touchdowns, and then three receptions for twelve more yards. The guy had three touchdowns. Anytime you get that spectacular, but he's looking like one of the best running backs in the league. Like he's definitely going to be a league winner for people. I, I think he's like the running back four right now. And the fact that you were getting him in like the fifth round, sixth rounds of drafts like that shit's amazing. And it's funny. Cause you know, at the, the hall of fame game, you know, we were all like, I don't know, man, Zamir white looked better. They're letting Josh Jacobs play in this game. A lot of us were saying like this, you know, and then the, the Raiders weren't going to sign him his fifth year option. So it's like, dude, he's, he's played his way into getting a big contract. So good for him. Yeah, he really has. Uh, my running back pink of the week, dude, Ken Walker. My God, like, please stay healthy. For the love of God, stay healthy. But 23 carries for 168 yeah, yards and two touchdowns. I mean, like, you know, Brees Hall was the, you know, like the superstar rookie. But Ken Walker was right behind him, man, looking just as sexy. So massive game from him. Uh so love that, you know, especially because for a while there, Ken Walker looked like, you know, you're like, ah, he's not bad, but like, ah, I fucked up. Shouldn't have drafted Ken Walker, but yeah, Ken Walker's it, doing just fine. It's going to be fun, especially when Brees Hall's back. We're getting a lot of young running backs into the league that are doing pretty good. Some better than others, but I mean, Pierce is doing good. Robinson really hasn't turned it on yet, but he's got potential. So, yeah. Well, to be fair, Brian Robinson plays on a bad team. So And he got shot in the leg. In he the did get shot in the leg. And and I have I have made it a point that Brian Robinson got shot in the leg twice and missed less games than Michael Thomas, so there's that. Who hurt his toe. Yeah. Or his like turf toe or some shit. Fucking bitch. All right, give us that wide receiver. Yeah, this wide receiver here. I've been waiting to be able to call him out. All season, pretty much. But Tyler Boyd. I love this guy. Eight receptions. I do. I love me some Tyler Boyd. He's kind of just buried on the death chart, but he's, this is what, you know, he's done this in the past. He's still doing it now. Eight receptions, nine targets, 155 yards and a touchdown. He has it and he's going to get his chances. The consistency is not going to be there, but I started him in a pinch this week and got really lucky from it. And He's going to be a great bye week filler. He's that type of player who you're not starting weekly, but in a pinch or on a bye week, he's one of the best you can get. Well, he just he has that potential to be a stud mm-hmm. every week, especially like we've talked about it before. I mean, if Tyler Boyd was like on any other team, he'd be a superstar wide receiver. Oh, breaking news. 
uh, Bailey Zap. Zap Brannigan. Oh, Bailey Zappies. Yeah, he, coming he's, in. Zap Brannigan's now in the game for uh, Mac Jones. Shoot. Yeah, that's fine. Good for good old Zap. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just thought that I thought that was interesting to see. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say Tyler Boyd before Chase was drafted was pretty good, just across from T Higgins. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's been there. It's it's like I said, it's gonna be hit and miss, but hit this week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my wide receiver pink of the week. A weird stat line, and you'll never feel comfortable playing him. But Meikle Hardman, four catches for 32 yards and a touchdown, but then he added two carries for 28 yards and two more touchdowns. So if you faced against Meikle Hardman this week, I apologize. Like, that has to suck because you probably looked at your opponent's lineup and was like, Meikle Hardman, I'm fucking winning this week. No, right. this motherfucker scored three touchdowns just to just to bite you, like, you know, kick you right in the dick. So that was uh, – that was shocking, but football's weird, man. Football's it weird. Is. So, all right, who's the tight end? I, I put this guy here just because we have to admit it. We said we said don't do it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you should have done it. Juwan Johnson, five yeah. receptions on five targets, only thirty-two yards with two touchdowns at tight end. I think that put him as the best tight end in the week, honestly. Yeah, I think he's the tight end one this week. What? A, I mean, fuck it. That's all you want for your tight end. You know, you get 50 oh, Zappy comes in and just completes like a 30-yard pass first thing. Dude, Zapp Brannigan's so much better than Mac Jones. That piece yeah, of shit. All right, uh, my tight end pink of the week. Finally, another good game by George Kittle. Six six catches on nine targets for 98 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what you have him for, and it's like finally, fuck. Yeah, I agree. I have George Kittle in the league, I'm – very grateful that he finally turned it around. Oh, I hope this touchdown stands. That's a Jacoby Myers touchdown. I need it so I can take down Big Rome this week. Oh, damn. I don't need a touchdown right now. But Oh, that's right. You're facing the, the Bears defense. I'm No, I have, no, the, Bears have the Bears defense. I already, I already lost, so it's all right. All right, cool. Yeah, go me. I'll take it, though. I need any points I can get. Um but yeah, you know, George Kittle just been kind of quiet all year, especially, you know, he missed a couple weeks with injury and all that other good stuff. So it was nice to see him finally step out and, uh, you know. All right, so with the good comes the bad. With the pink comes the stink. I wish uh, I wish we could skip this week's stink of the week because week seven was an awful stinker. But, you know, hey, we still got to do what we got to do. Uh, who's a quarterback that just took a dump all over your lineup this week? Yeah, this one was bad. Um, Lamar Jackson. He only passed the ball 16 times, and he completed nine of them. Only 120 yards, no touchdowns, and he didn't even get the scrambling that you usually get from him. With, you know, he ran the ball 10 times, still only 59 yards. Yeah, I mean, that was a weird game too for Baltimore. Like I, every everybody, Mark Andrews had a shit game. Like the only the only bright spot mm-hmm. was Gus Edwards. Yeah, he looked good. Gus Edwards was great. Um, my quarterback stink of the week, Jared Goff. Not that, not that, but I mean, Jared Goff was like the quarterback, I think like 10 or 12 or something. So he was a quarterback one, but he was only 21 and 26 for 228, no touchdowns and two interceptions. The only reason why I'm bringing him up is because this now just shows you that Jared Goff can only be trusted in plus matchups. So Dallas defense is like legit, like they're a legit good defense. 
and you cannot play, uh, you know, a bad. So like, you can't play Jared Goff in a tough defensive game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. The weird thing is, if you really look at it, like no Amon Ross St. Brown for part of the game, no DJ Chark. Like Jared Goff actually looked pretty good, all things considered. But yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a fantasy starter against Dallas. Yeah, well, yeah, against like, a solid defense, but yeah, but it's just like with, with injuries and and a tough match. I don't know. I think Jared Goff is. I will say this: don't drop Jared Goff. Hang on to him. Which I I never thought I would say that, but here we are. Football's weird. Yes, it is. Uh, all right. Who's a who's a running back that just a piece of shit? Yeah, I think he's been a piece of shit on my list more than once this year. But the one on one, Jonathan Taylor, he had only ten carries for fifty eight yards, but he had eight targets. Right, awesome. Eight targets, seven receptions. Love to see it. Twenty seven yards. Like. Yeah, this guy was drafted as the one hundred and one, and let me look right now. But I'm pretty sure he's outside the top. Yeah, he's the the RB thirty two right now. So he's not even an RB two. He's a low a low end flex that you drafted. I know. That sucks. The Colts are a fucking disaster. Yeah, they are. It's okay. They got Sam Ellinger now. They're their hero. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, My running back. Stink of the weeks, Leonard Fournette, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. What the f- they got their just punched right in the mouth by the Carolina Panthers. But eight carries for 19 yards, only two catches for seven yards. Absolutely shit game. Um, I, you know, I did that play where Mike Evans dropped the wide open 60 some yard touchdown. Like that could have swayed. I, I really feel like that had put an effect on the game. I think that just killed their mood, but they just never recovered from it. And, just actually just got embarrassed by PJ Walker and a CMC less Carolina Panthers. So yeah. Just, you you want to hear something crazy right now? This is not fantasy related, but I gotta tell you. Sure. The Buccaneers and the Falcons are tied for first in the division. And the Panthers and the Saints are tied for second. They're only one game behind. <laughs> Like whoever so makes bad. it to the playoffs from this division is just going to get stomped out so bad by anybody. Why is everyone so awful this year? Like what's going on? Like what what's actually happening here? Like this. Well, the NFC West is kind of similar to the Se- the Seahawks are winning at four and three, and then everybody else is either three and three or three and four. Yeah. But the Giants are six and one. Giants are very confusing. They should like I don't know why they're so good. You know what's yeah. funny? So, so, so Zap Brannigan just threw a touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers. I think Mac Jones just lost his job, like on national TV right now. Oh, he did. I, I, I can't see him doing that and going back because I he wasn't hurt. They just took him out. They were like, "No, nah, dude." They're like, "Dude, you're off to a shit start." Hey. Bailey, get out there. And he's like, okay. And then he just hucks like two 30-yard chunk plays and a touchdown. So it's like, oh, okay, he's just better. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Anyways, um, wide receiver. So who's your wide receiver stink of the week? Wide receiver? Uh, this guy, I don't – I'm not sure if he's – how good he's been all year because I have him. I don't have him. But Debo Samuel really stunk it up. He had uh, – five receptions on seven targets for 42 yards. And then he carried the ball once for two yards. 
I, I don't know if this is, I, mean, I don't feel like this was even a factor of Christian McCaffrey coming in because he didn't get a whole lot of work. But yeah, it's the first under 10 point performance. So he's been pretty consistent all year. So I think it was a fluke, well, but we'll, we'll see. Debo is banged up right now, which isn't shocking because he's always seemingly banged up. But he is banged up. So I don't know. Try to give him the benefit of the point. doubt, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my wide receiver stink of the week. I already talked about him, but Keenan Allen. And yes, it's injury related, but it's more just like frustrating. It's like I don't, I don't know how to feel because like I'm a Charger fan, and like I want the Chargers to win. I want them to be good. But like, dude, if you're not quite right, if you're not quite ready to play, then don't fucking play. Like you, you, you know, he was. Out there for I think that's snaps. Go ahead. That's what's frustrating for for fantasy, right? Is if Keenan Allen plays, you probably have to play him unless yeah. your team is stacked. And my team is not stacked. I need all the help I can get. Like if he didn't get, at least you know, like okay, I'm gonna have to stream something. It's probably not gonna be good. But yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, just. And and what's it just sucks because like, you know, in a lot of leagues where I have him, I was forced to play him. So it's like, okay, I have to use him. And I was like, well, at least he's playing. Seattle's a plus matchup, so I, I don't hate this. But then you know, this shit happens, and it's like, well, that sucks, and it's just frustrating. I just I hope he gets better. Just sitting for a week with the bye week, and you know, can come back and not hurt my feelings anymore. I'm delicate, you know, I'm fragile. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a tough spot. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's a tight end. Yeah. If you want to be put in a tough spot, this guy, will do it for you. Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. It, he had two targets and he didn't catch a ball. He got you 0.4 points. Cause he had one rush for some reason, but even, the weird thing about Mark Andrews this year is every game he's done good and he scored a touchdown in the two games he didn't, you weren't that happy with or three games that he didn't, you weren't that happy with where before he was, you were fine. If he didn't have a touchdown, usually you were usually good for like 70, 80 yards, eight receptions. And that's what you got most games. But the three games he's been off this year have been bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to get basically a goose egg from, who should be the best tight end in football? <laughs> like that well, if you, sucks. If you got him, you paid up for tight ends. That means you got your tight end, and you know this third round, fourth round. Mm. So, yep, truly a bummer. Get a big old kick in the dick like that. Then speaking of paying up for a tight end, my tight end stinking the week. Kyle Pitts, three catches on five targets for nine yards, and like, I don't like. What do you even do with like? I, I honestly I think in, in dynasty I've cut him now. Yeah, he's well, a whole, redraft. But I think in in season long, dude, he's done. Just drop him. Let someone else deal with this fucking nightmare. I mean, yeah, I would. I probably would have cut him last week. But well, didn't he do good last week? I don't know. No, he had either way last week. So. Yeah, but it, what was his whole like line? I mean, he's no he's no better than any other streaming option. So it's like if he has a good matchup, sure. But like, you don't need to be holding on to this guy anymore. Yeah, last week he had three receptions for 19 yards, and cool, he got a touchdown to save the day. Yeah. 
Well, it's kind of like, you know, we, we were talking about, I mean, you know, spoiler alert for some of our tight end waivers, but Greg Dulcich and Evan Ingram have been better tight ends than Kyle Pitts. And you can get those guys for free on the waiver wire. So. Evan or Kyle Pitts has one game this year over 25 yards. Yeah. And we, yeah. What, what do we say? You want five targets and 60 yards and maybe a touchdown at your tight end? You know, like you're not getting it. So. Yeah, it's disgusting. What would you trade him for in a dynasty league? I offered somebody put him in the block on one of our leagues and I offered him a third. He declined it, which I don't blame him. But that was the most I was willing to go. Realistically, I would want like, like at least a set. Like if I can get a first, I'd take it. But yeah, I, I mean, if I can get right like, now. yeah, but if I can get like a, like a second and like Evan Ingram, <laughs> or or like so a, like a second and like somebody that's also a streaming tight end. Yeah, yeah like I can see that. Just give me, just give me someone to play. So I no just have way, someone. dude. This. Go pick up Blaine Zappy, guys. There you go. Dude, that was a great catch by Devontae Parker, <laughs> Dude, too. Dude, he just hiked like a perfect bomb. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, oh. just stop with your, stop, pause the show right now. Check your waiver wire for Bailey Zappy. Pick him up. This kid's... I'm picking him up in our home, like, fucking getting rid of Tom Brady. Yeah, fuck Tom Brady, piece of shit. All right. Um, so that takes it for Pinks and Stinks. We're going to go ahead and do some waivers here. I'll just start it off. So you got Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert on bye. If you need a quarterback, Daniel Jones is available in 59% of leagues, and they're taking on the Seattle Seahawks. And despite the Chargers having kind of a rough go, Justin Herbert still threw for like 200-some yards and two touchdowns. So the Seahawks are giving up points. Daniel Jones just ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. So I I, I see – I mean, I don't know if he's going to have like another 100-yard rushing game. Dude, Ramondre Stevenson is so good at football. Yeah, he is pretty good. <laughs> that fool just ran for a touchdown. Um, but yeah, I mean, just you, you can, you know, obviously you can do worse at quarterback or better. But you know, have you need a you need a bye week guy? You need a guy to just fill in for a week. Daniel Jones might be your guy. So, yep. Do the Patriots if if Zappy gets better? He's only a rookie. Mm-hmm. They could be a good team. Like yeah. they have weapons, and their defense is all right. Huh? I was just, just thinking about it. I didn't think they were going to be any good this year. Huh? It could be better than we think. Well, it's funny because uh, you know Bill Belichick doesn't. I mean, they are playing the about... Bears though. So yeah, but but Bill Belichick doesn't give a shit about draft capital or who players are. Like if you're better, you're better. Like kind of like when he started Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. You know, Bledsoe was a like an MVP caliber Hall of Fame potential quarterback. Tom Brady was just some unproven rookie, and he was winning. So he was like, fuck it, let's keep this Tom Brady kid in. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and then um, I'll talk about these two running backs real quick because they play for the same team. Chuba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman. Hubbard is available in 64% of leagues. Uh, Foreman's available in 50% of leagues. But – they both actually looked really good and it's against Tampa Bay, which is a very good uh, defense. So it was, it was actually very surprising. Um, I still kind of give the edge to Hubbard. I still think I like Hubbard a little bit more than uh, I'm, I'm excuse me. I think I still think I like Foreman a little bit more than Hubbard, but 
I mean, just looking at these stat lines, you know, Hubbard, I'm sorry, Foreman, 15 carries for 118 yards. I mean, on Tampa Bay's defense, which is, you know, they're a great defense. And then Chuba Hubbard, nine for 63 and a touchdown. Uh, they're, they're both available in, like I said, uh, Foreman's available in 50%, Hubbard's in 64%. So pick those guys up right away. Um, Fish, you want to go talk about these next couple running backs? Yeah, I like that that pickup because they're, they're still available and they're going to get used. So, um, yeah. So the, the the first one I'll talk about is a stash pick. So if you have avail- availability to stash somebody, especially if you have an IR spot, you could shift some stuff around to get the guy on the IR. Kyron Williams for the Rams. We'll see if he's any good. I don't know, but they need they need something. So they're going to try when he's back. I, I can almost guarantee you that they're going to try him out and see what he does. And he's available in 78% of leagues. Now, he they said they probably need another week on him to activate him from the to the list that gives him 21 days to put him on the roster or not. And so you would miss this week, but if you are going to look into stashing a player like this, you want to be a week ahead instead of a week behind. So you want to get him before, before other people are looking. Uh, the next one here, Gus Edwards. I mean, I think Fuck it's yeah. pretty self-explanatory. He looked good. He he's gonna be the guy while J.K. Dobbins is out. He might be the the guy when J.K. Dobbins was back. I mean, sixteen carries, only sixty-six yards, but he now that's four yards a carry, but two touchdowns. He'll get the red zone work no matter what because he's pretty damn big. And Kenyon Drake, <laughs> he looked fucking terrible. Eleven carries, five yards. He averaged a half yard a carry. Um, so, I mean, the, I think the Canyon Drake show might be might be coming to an end. He's terrible. I'm telling you guys, I, I hate Canyon Drake. The last one, which these guys probably won't be available, but go check in your leagues if you can get James Robinson or Michael Carter. They're probably going to split the workload. It might end up favoring one of them over the other. But people probably cut Robinson after this last week. And said, I ain't dealing with somebody who's getting three t- three car- uh, snaps a game because you really can't. That's useless. But now that he's traded and uh, with the injury, those two guys' sh- workload should increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll do these couple wide receivers real quick. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, he had a great game against the Chargers. I mean, to be fair, a lot of teams have good games against the Chargers. But, you know, Marquise Goodwin, four four catches on five targets for 67 yards and two touchdowns. He's available in 99% of leagues right now. So no one owns him. No one's rostering him. You can get him. But if DK Metcalf, if his injury is more significant than Sneaky Pete is leading it to believe, Goodwin could very well, you know, have a spot in this offense where it could be relevant. And then they are going to be on a bye week. However, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter, uh, wide receivers for the Chargers. Palmer's available in 80% of the leagues. Carter in 95%. Mike Williams is going to miss time. Keenan Allen's banged up. They're going to have to throw to somebody. So even though it is the bye week, maybe just preemptively pick them up, throw them on your bench. And because again, with, with a hurt, with a hurt Allen and out Mike Williams, they're going to need a wide receiver. Uh, Josh Palmer, I, I prefer Josh Palmer over DeAndre Carter. Uh, Palmer did miss time with a concussion, but having an extra week for the bye week right now, he should be ready to come back. Uh, 
the following week. So go and get those guys. Yep. You got a couple guys. This is, yeah, and, and um, I do. And I'll, I'm going to say this one. I know we're out of the position yet, but that just made me think of Gerald Everett. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would have added him if I thought about it, but his target share might go up from that too. It's Well, actually, if you, I mean, I, I watched the game because I'm a Charger fan, but Gerald Everett yesterday, man, um, he's available. Now he's available in 13% of leagues, so there's a chance that he's not available in your league. But that, but there's, you never know. He might be, but he had nine targets yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, and it could be a trade target too, right? So definitely, definitely. I just, I, I heard you talk about them, and it made, it made me wonder. You know, so I wanted to say it. All right, these other yeah. two receivers I got here: Josh Reynolds. It's, it's not the prettiest in the world, but I mean, DJ Chark went on the IR, so he's gonna be his usage is gonna go up over these next few weeks regardless. I know he only had two targets in one reception against Dallas, but let's be real, it's Dallas. Amon Ra's um, out. And, th- you know, I'll add to this. I'm not sure, but Khalif Raymond also, you know, mm-hmm. if these guys are going to be the starting receivers, if they're going to be the number one target on the team, I mean, maybe besides Hawkinson, then they're going to be a nice floor play. So the last one here, you touched on him already earlier in the show, but Van Jefferson, he's coming back from IR. He's 93% available. We need, or not we, because I don't care, but the Rams <laughs> need, need um, they need something. They need something yeah. to turn it around. I think this this might be something that, I don't know if it's going to turn around completely, but between Van Jefferson and Kyron Williams, maybe they get a little bit of spark going here. I, I like that. And you know what? Um, this actually isn't a, a pickup, and we already talked about pinks and stinks. But I just wanted to take this moment to apologize to the listeners about all the nice things I said about Chase Edmonds coming into the season. Like, wh- what a tough oh, yeah. shit. What a tough shit that guy's been. He's had like we one dropped good the ball game. on him. Yeah, big time, big time. I just, drafted him in leagues too. I, w- I was a believer. You're going to be wrong about players, and sometimes you're going to be more wrong than others. And we were drastically wrong on this one. Well, it's funny because like when we were doing, when we were going through the players for our pinks and stinks, I came across across uh, Chase Edmonds' name, and I was like, I mean, he's a shitty player every week, but hopefully he's not uh, a stink anymore. Yeah, he's just well, you, you shouldn't be playing him. So, but yeah, that that was uh, my bad. I just wanted to say that. I still have him in our home league. I'm just hoping Moser gets hurt, and it's like, why am I waiting for? I'm not gonna get anything. Our home league, everything's gone. So it's like whatever. That's actually the crazy part because in. Uh, in 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 a league I'm hanging on to Edmonds just because I'm like you know Mostert's notorious for getting hurt so fuck it why not yeah and then um plus like kind of like you said like what am I what else am I going to grab there's nothing out like waivers are so thin and and like you're already in trouble probably if you drafted him but I did watch that game last night because since it since it was the Sunday night game last night, dude, Chase Edmonds looked like shit. He looked so bad. Mostert looked great. I was like, God damn, Mostert looks good. All right, anyways, let's wrap this up. Uh, tight ends to pick up. Greg Dulcich, he's available in 88% of leagues. Um, had another great game. Um, it would help if I had a stat line uh, available to me. Let me grab that real quick. I got it right here. He got six receptions on nine targets for 51 yards. There you go. Yeah, so, Wait. I mean, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, he's available in 88% of leagues. So go grab mm-hmm. that, man. I, and I, I'm like, 
I'm bummed because last week during waivers, I was so between either grabbing Dulcich or Bellinger that I ended up grabbing Bellinger because I was like, well, you know, the Giants are like, you know, they're like making plays and then Brett Rippey and I didn't trust it. But here we are. He looked good again. And then the other guy, Evan Angram, he's available in 59% of leagues. So there's a chance he's available in yours. But again, another great game, uh, seven targets, four catches for 67 yards. I mean, he's getting at least six targets a game over the last three games. He's getting at least 40 yards over the last three games. You know, he's currently sitting as the tight end 14. But, you know, again, this week, no Everett, no Kelsey. You might need a tight end to fill in. So go that yeah. route. And those guys, like, they they scored eight and nine points in fantasy, which isn't a lot, but for a tight end, that's just fine. But they were, you know, a touchdown away from – Tight end two overall, tight end three. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing with tight end. Yeah. So cool. I, I think that's going to wrap it up. I, uh, yeah. you got anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Good. Cause I'm actually ready to eat dinner and stuff. <laughs> take a nap. Yeah. Take a nap. I'm tired. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you. We appreciate you. And we love you for all the support you guys give us. You guys make it fun for us. So. Uh, get us on social media at Filthy F-Ball Show, Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram, Filthy Fantasy Football Show on gmail.com. King Josh, Josh the King. Fantasy Fish on behalf of Big Rome. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>